try that one more time. And everybody said, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We're going we're gonna to turn to the word of the Lord this morning. Um, I want to preach to you this morning on something that God began dealing with me on a couple of days ago. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of Galatians. And we're going to stay there um, for our opening scriptures this morning. Galatians, we're going to start in Galatians chapter 5, and then we're going to go backwards to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 5. And then we're going to go backwards a couple of chapters to Galatians chapter 3. If you don't have your Bibles with you, these will be on screen this morning. Galatians chapter 5, I, just, I want to read, I want to start at verse 1, and then I'm going to skip down to verses 7 and 8. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 says, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled. Everybody say entangled. Entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Skipping down to verse 7 and 8. Paul writes here and he says, You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. If you would, skip back to Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 3. Paul asked this question. He says, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, you are now made perfect in the flesh? He said, Are you so foolish that you started this race in the Spirit that somehow you think you're going to finish in your flesh? Amen. I want to just jump back to, to chapter 5 very quickly, and I want to read verse 1 again. I just I, want, I feel to do this. Paul says, stand in the liberty that Christ has made you free with, and don't be entangled again to the yoke of bondage. Amen. I want to speak to you. This was a scripture that God gave me. Uh, a few days ago, and, and this scripture has just been on my heart for a few days, and this is the direction I feel that God would have me to go this morning. I want to preach to you this morning on this thought, what did hinder you? What did hinder you? Amen. If you see the, on the screen behind me, there's a guy, he's trying to get somewhere. And at one point, he was probably moving a whole lot faster until he got a little ball and chain around his ankle, slowed down his progress. Amen. That word hinder, that word hinder, it literally means to make progress difficult or slow. It means to hold back or to prevent. Amen. That's exactly what's going on with the man on the screen uh, he has been hindered. I don't know where he's going, but he's trying to get somewhere. But he has been hindered. There's something around his ankle that is making progress difficult. It's holding him back or preventing him. 
Amen. I've come to preach to you this morning, what did hinder you? Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, the Apostle Paul, he writes this, he says, Know you not that they which run in a race run all? But one receiveth the prize. And he says, so run that what? That you may obtain. And he says, every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. He said, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. He said, but we're running to obtain an incorruptible crown. Verse 26, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. So fight I not as one that beateth the air. He said, but I keep under my body, and bring it into subjection, lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Amen. What the Apostle Paul is is saying here, he says, when a person begins living for God, when a person is born again, the Bible contrasts that to running a race, to starting a race. Amen. And the Apostle Paul says that you have to run that you may obtain. He said, run that you may obtain. Obtain what? Obtain a trophy? Obtain accolades? Obtain fame and fortune? That's not what he's talking about. He said, run that you may obtain an incorruptible crown. He said, an incorruptible crown. Now here's the beautiful thing about what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. The crown that Paul is referring to here, uh, this particular type of crown, it doesn't go to the fastest. Uh, now we got some young boys out here. How, uh, this is a silly question, but how, how many of you have ever ran a race and you wanted to be the fastest? Amen. Amen. Who, who wants to come in second, right? We all want to come in first. And so when you run... You want to be the fastest. You want to be the fastest kid in the race. You want to be the fastest kid in your school. Amen. Why? So that you can have that title. I'm the fastest kid in my class. But the race that the Apostle Paul is talking about here, amen, the end of that race, that crown that Paul is referring to, that crown, Sister Wilma, is not going to go to the fastest. That crown's not going to go to the most gifted the strongest, it's not going to go to the most athletic. Amen. Amen. The writer of Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and in verse 11, he says this, he says, I returned and saw under the sun, watch this, he said, that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, Neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. He said, but time and chance happeneth to them all. He says, I returned and I saw this. He said that the race was not to the swift. Amen. The race is not to the swift. And so this particular race that that I'm talking about this morning, this particular race that the Apostle Paul is talking about this morning. I want us to understand, brothers and sisters, that the objective of this race is not to finish first. As a matter of fact, the objective of this race is not to finish second or third. Brothers and sisters, the objective of the race that the Apostle Paul is talking about, the objective isn't to finish first. The objective is to finish 
The, the, the objective is to finish this race. Brother Carl, I'm glad you, you said that. In the prophetic chapter of Matthew 24, Jesus makes a, a very bold and important declaration. In verse 13, He says this, He says, But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. He that endures until the end. Amen. He that finishes the race is the one, Sister Joyce, that gets the crown. Amen. Like I said, you don't have to be the strongest. You don't have to be the fastest. Amen. It doesn't really matter in this race what... Matter of fact, Jesus said it this way. He said, the last will be first and the first will be last. Amen. It doesn't matter in what order you finish the race. Brothers and sisters, I've come to tell you this morning, the only thing that truly matters is that you finish the race. Amen. He that finishes the race, he gets the crown. he's the one who gets the crown. Amen. That sounds easy enough, right? Sounds easy enough. So, so you're saying, Pastor, I, I feel a little bit better this morning because I don't have to be the fastest. Hey, man, I, I feel a little bit better this morning because I, I don't have to be the, the, the strongest or the, or the most athletic. So, so Pastor, all, all you're saying is all i got to do is finish the race. All right, man, piece of cake. Piece of cake. Just finish the race. Hey, man. But before we get too excited, there's some things about races that we have to understand. Amen. If you look at marathons, if you look at professional races, if you look at physical races, races have rules. They do. Races have set boundaries. Races have certain timelines. They have certain distances. Amen. Now, now in a physical race, we know that if you don't abide by the rules that you run the chance of becoming disqualified. And, and if you become disqualified, then, then that, is, that is the same thing as not finishing the race. Hey man, if you go and you sign up for, for a marathon, and the marathon says, Here is, here's the trek, this is the path that you have to take, and, and you decide that you're going to take a shortcut, down a side street somewhere just so you can finish a little further ahead. Hey man, when it comes to light that you didn't follow the boundaries, they're going to disqualify you. And so it's going to go on your record that you never actually finished that race. And so the race that the Apostle Paul is talking about here, it also has rules. This particular race, it also has boundaries, except the Bible doesn't call it rules. The Bible calls it a covenant. And so what Paul is saying here is he says, as long as you finish the race, amen, brothers and sisters, as long as you finish this life, walking in covenant with God, he said, there is a crown waiting on the other side for you, amen. And it's not a crown, that, amen, that, that, that the elements can get to. It's not a crown that's ever going to corrode and rust and fall into pieces, he said. But it is an eternal and incorruptible crown for those that finish the race. But one of the biggest issues I see today is that there's a lot of people who don't understand the boundaries. 
There's a lot of people, honestly, brothers and sisters, that don't truly understand how to come into covenant with God. I said a couple of weeks ago as I was teaching up here, I said, when you are in covenant with God, hey man, you have access to God. One of the reasons I want to be in covenant with God is not just so I can be saved, hey man, but I want to have access to the master of the universe when I go to pray. I want to have access to the kingdom of God. So the Bible talks about this covenant. And so as long as you finish the race, as long as you finish this life in covenant with God, then the Bible says that there is a crown, Brother Larry, that is waiting on you. But one of the biggest issues is that a lot of people, they don't know how to come into covenant with God. Or even worse yet, there's a lot of people that even if you tell them how to come into covenant with God, they'll say, well, you know what? I know what you're saying, preacher. But along the way, I saw a little side street that would make it a little easier if I just cut down that direction, amen, and and I'll meet you at the finish line. Ain't the way it works. That ain't the way it works. That's a surefire way to get yourself disqualified. That's a sure, let me, listen to me this morning, that's a surefire way to get yourself disqualified from this race. Amen. Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 7. Verses 21 through 23. Hey man, to me, this is one of the most sobering passages in Scripture. Hey man, this is one of the most sobering passages in the Bible, I think, right here. Jesus says this. He says, not everybody, not everybody that calls me Lord is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. He said, hey, not everybody that says, hey, I'm a Christian. Not everybody that attends church. Amen. Not everybody that that wears a little cross necklace and, and says that I'm their Lord. He said, not just because you make that declaration. He said, that doesn't mean you're going to make it to heaven. He said, here's what you got to do. You got to be in covenant with God to make it. He said, he that doeth the will of my Father. And in this part, he says, many... I want you to catch that, brothers and sisters. He didn't say a few. He said, many are going to say to me in that day. What day? The day of judgment. He said, many are going to say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. They're going to come before me. They're going to call me Lord. And they're going to say, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then here is Jesus' response To these folks, he said, and then I'll profess to them, I never knew you. You were never in covenant with me. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Depart from me, ye that work rebellion. Depart from me, you that are lawless. And so there's a lot of people, this is what Jesus is saying, there's a lot of people that think they're running the right race, amen, amen, but they haven't, they haven't come to the understanding of what the covenant is. Or maybe there's people that know and, and they say, well, I think it would be a little bit easier if, if I went this route. Hey man, listen, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of people, they want to pick their own covenant boundaries, but that's not how it works, Amen. And just like in a physical race, if you get disqualified, then that technically means you didn't finish the race. 
Hey man, but God help us today. If we were to try to get some shortcuts going, hey man, that somehow we get disqualified from this race. I'm telling you this morning, there are eternal consequences. Because these people here in, in, in Matthew chapter 7, these are people, Jesus said these people were either running the race, or they thought they were running the, way, the race, or somewhere, somewhere along the lines, something hindered them. Maybe these were people, Sister Joyce, that was, that was running the race. Maybe they were running the same race in truth that you and I are running. Amen. But, but maybe these were people that somewhere along the lines, something hindered them. Something got in the way. Something began to prevent them from finishing, slowing their progress. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul was asking the Galatian church in our opening scriptures. He writes to the church and he says, you were running so well. You were doing so good. You were being so faithful. He says, what was it that got in the way? What was it that got in the way? And in verse 8, in verse 8, I'm going to paraphrase here. In verse 8, he says this. He says, I don't really know what the issue is. I don't really know what got in the way. He said, but here's what I can tell you. Whatever got in the way did not come from God. Amen. Brothers and sisters, God will never put something in your way that will hinder you from growing. God will never put something in your way that will trip you up in this race. Hey man, are you saying, Pastor, are you saying that God will never allow me to go through a trial? God will never allow me to go through a wilderness? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying God will allow you to go through some tests and trials. Amen. But God is never going to do anything to keep you from moving forward. God is never going to put anything in your path that's going to keep you from being closer to Him. Amen. Amen. That's not what God does. How many believes this morning that God is for us? Amen. God is for us. And if God be for us, then who can be against us? Paul tells the Galatian church, he says, you ran so well, you were doing so good. He said, but what did hinder you? What did slow your progress? He said, I don't know all of the contributing factors to that. He said, but I know that whatever came your way, it didn't come from heaven. I know it wasn't of God. Amen. And I want us to understand this morning, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. There's a lot of stuff I, I, I can't even start to describe all the things going on in the world right now. But I want us to get a revelation this morning. There are things going on in the world right now that are specifically designed to hinder you. There are things going on in the world that specifically are designed to distract you. Things that are specifically designed to get you off course. Things that are designed to slow your progress. Things that are designed to keep you, Sister Sharon, from finishing this race. Hey man, there's things going on collectively in the world. And there's things that are going on in your life, in your heart, and in your spirit right now. And the only objective is to hinder you. Maybe this morning you could think back to a time. 
You can think back to a time when you started in this race. Hey man, maybe this morning you could think back to a time and you say, oh, I used to be so on fire for God. I used to be such a witness. Hey man, I used to give everybody church cards. I used to invite everybody to church. Hey man, I used to spend a lot of time in prayer. I used to pray two or three times a day. Hey man, maybe you could think back to a time, but you look at your life right now and you say, you know, pastor, come to think of it, that's not where I am right now. Hey man, you did run well, brothers and sisters. But what did hinder you? That's what the Lord spoke to me last week as I was just listening. That scripture came to my mind. What what did hinder you? Amen. And listen, I want to tell you this morning, amen, this pastor is standing in this pulpit and I'm preaching to me. Matter of fact, I got up this morning. I wasn't up five minutes, amen, and I was in prayer. Amen. And I was repenting and I was asking God. I said, God, if if nobody else gets anything out of this message this morning, would you just let me preach to myself today? Now, now, maybe a little bit ago when I was talking about the race and I said the race wasn't to the swiftest and the race isn't to the most athletic, it's not to the strongest, maybe some of you felt a little bit relieved about that. Oh, pastor, I, I feel good. Hey, man, God don't care about in what order I finish just as long as I finish. But you hear me this morning. You hear me. The greatest challenge. You hear me this morning, brothers and sisters. The greatest challenge you're going to face isn't in what order you finish. The greatest challenge that you're going to face and you hear your pastor this morning, it's going to become more difficult. The greatest challenge you're going to face is going to be finishing. And maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're like, well, I'm here every week. Don't seem like it's going to be that hard. Look around this church just for a second. You see all these empty pews? There was a lot of people that used to sit in these pews that ran well, Sister Sharon. Thinking the same thing we're thinking this morning. Hey, we're here. We're serving the Lord. God is good. He's blessed us. Hey, man, we come to worship God. You hear me? There was people. We have children. We have children that sat beside us on church pews that lifted their hands, that talked in tongues, that danced in the altar. We have children that did that that's not here this morning. Why? Because something hindered. There's people that graced these pews that did what we did this morning, that stood to their feet and lifted their hands and clapped their hands and gave Jesus glory, and they're not here today. And so before we get too confident in thinking that we stand, we better be careful lest we fall. Amen. We better be willing to mark the things that do hinder us. Because I promise you this this morning, the people that aren't here right now, The people that are living out there in sin and in bondage that are backslid, I promise you, a year or two years before they walked away from this church, they didn't think that they would ever find themselves out there in the condition that they're in today. But something... I don't know what it was. 
I'm like the Apostle Paul. I don't know what it was, but I know it didn't come from God. Something hindered them. And so the greatest challenge you're going to face, brothers and sisters, isn't finishing first, second, or third. The greatest challenge that you're going to face in the coming days, brothers and sisters, is you just got to finish. And I don't mean coming to church every week. I mean you got to finish being in covenant with God. You got to finish with your hand in His. Hey man, you got to finish it with a life that when you stand before the Lord, Sister Wilma, he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I don't know about you this morning. Hey man, but that's the only thing I want to hear when I stand before God. But I've got to look at my life and I've got to say, is there anything that hinders me? Because you hear me this morning, the kingdom of hell, the kingdom of hell, the spirit of Antichrist, it is working overtime right now, Brother Larry, in the world. And it's working overtime against the church. That spirit, it, it ain't working. It ain't working against the sinner. It ain't working against the heathen. Amen. It, it ain't got to work too hard against them. And you want to know why? Amen. Because the sinner isn't any threat to the kingdom of hell. The sinner don't pose no threat to Satan's kingdom. The sinner doesn't pose any threat to Satan's agenda. Hey man, but you and me, people that know how to pray, people that are willing to pray, people that know how to get a hold of God, people that know how to go before the throne of God, people that are able to pray down strongholds. Hey man, people that are able to pray and see mountains moved. Hey man, I promise you, you are going to have the full force of the kingdom of hell working against you. For one purpose, to hinder you, to slow you down, to prevent you from finishing the race, Brother Joel. And you know the sad thing is, is a lot of us are falling for it. I've come to preach to this church this morning. It's time, brothers and sisters, it's time that we get wise to Satan's devices. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, he said that when we're ignorant of Satan's devices, he said that's when Satan gains an advantage over us. Hey man, when we're ignorant, when we don't see the things that Satan's doing, he said that's when Satan gains an advantage over us. When we don't recognize the snares. When we either don't or we refuse to recognize the things that hinder us, the things that prevent us, brothers and sisters, from doing the work of God. Come to this pulpit this morning to preach to this church that right now, everybody say right now, right now, brothers and sisters, we need to get focused on His mission. 
We need to get focused on His mission. And what is His mission? His mission is the same mission outlined in Luke chapter 19 in verse 10. Hey man, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. You hear your pastor this morning. If that was the mission of the Lord, then that is the mission of the church right now. I know that there's a lot of things in the world right now. I know that there's a lot of noise. I know that there's a lot of things that you can open up your, your social media news feed and it makes you angry and it grieves your heart. Hey man, and you want to rise up. I know that there's a lot of noise in distractions in the world right now. But I'm telling you, we need to get focused. We need to get on with His mission. We need to be the church. You hear me. Jesus said that the church is the salt of the world. It's the light of the world. And Jesus said this in John chapter 9 and verse 4. He said that we need to work the work of God while it's day. Because brothers and sisters, the night is coming, the Lord said, when no man shall work. Oh, we had four years, hey man, under President Trump. And, and I don't know what God's plan is. And I don't know what God's plan is for the next four years. And quite frankly, I've just kind of washed my hands of politics altogether. Hey man, because I have a divine mission. <laughs> I've got a divine mission today. This church has a divine mission today. I'm looking at these empty pews. I'm thinking about the souls, hey man, that once ran well. But there's something, something that hindered. And so it's time this morning, everybody say it's time. It's time this morning, brothers and sisters, for the people of God. It's time you hear me, hear the Holy Ghost this morning. It's time for the church of the living God to mark every hindrance. Hey man, it's time that we recognize every roadblock. It's time that we recognize every stumbling block in our life. It's time that we recognize and we mark those things and we begin to pray. It's time that we start getting those distractions out of our life. Oh God, help us today to mark those things that hinder us. Because we're never going to get focused. We're never going to get focused on the mission at hand. Amen. Amen. This race, this race, hey, let, let me tell you this morning, it's a good thing that it's not to the swiftest. It's not to the strongest. It's not to the most athletic. You know what that does? That levels the playing field. Hey man, that the only thing you got to be able to do, Brother Larry, is pray. Hey man, you don't got to run the fastest. You don't got to be the most athletic. You don't got to be the fastest in your class, Brother Dylan. Hey man, you just got to be willing, hey man, to pray that God will move in your class. That God will use you in your classroom. That's the only thing you got to do. But Satan has orchestrated things. There's things right now in the world, hey man, that, that, that's hindering us. 
There's things going on right now in the world that is hindering the church. It's hindering the people of God. You want to know why we're not having greater moves of God? Hey man, it's because once upon a time we did run well. Once upon a time we had strong convictions. Once upon a time God drew strong boundaries in our heart. Hey man, but something has hindered us. I want to tell you this morning, as I was putting these notes together and I was thinking, I think the greatest hindrance, the greatest hindrance to the move of God in our lives and in the church is the spiritual checklist that we live by. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? A spiritual checklist. I don't have a checklist. Yeah, some of us do. We just... We don't recognize it for what it is, but it's a spiritual checklist. Hey, man, here's what that looks like. It looks like this. I went to church Sunday. I went to church Tuesday. Hey, man, I, uh, I got up in the morning and I prayed during my appointed time. Because that's, that's the only time of day I can pray. It's the only time God's listening, right? Come on, somebody. I read X amount of chapters in my Bible. Now you hear me this morning, there's a difference between reading and receiving. There's a difference between reading and eating. God told the prophet, he said, eat the words of the book. You know what happens when you eat something, you digest it. When you digest it, it becomes a part of your DNA. Hey man, that's what he was saying. Get the word of God down in your heart so that it becomes a part of you. Let's see, we, we, we check off this list and we say, well, this is my appointed time to pray. That's the only time I think heaven's open. And, and, and I read... Two or three chapters because that's what I'm supposed to do in my bread reading. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not preaching against bread reading. But what I am telling you this morning is if the only reason you're reading your Bible in the morning is to check off a box from your bread. Hey man, you're just reading the Word of God. You're not getting anything out of it. And so what we do is we check off this spiritual checklist and we feel good about ourselves. We're like, well... I did my Christian duty. I'm good. I had my prayer time. I, uh, I showed up to church. And, and, and um, I was there for the whole service. I threw a couple of amens at the pastor. Amen. So I'm good. I'm good. I feel good about myself. But I want us to understand this morning that you may, you may feel good about yourself. You may have checked every box and you say, well, I think I've done everything I'm supposed to. You may feel good about yourself, but you hear me this morning. You haven't done anything for you. You haven't done anything for the kingdom. As a matter of fact, listen to me this morning. Your religion has hindered you. Because when you check off a spiritual checklist... Hey man, when you run down the things every day that you're supposed to do, you don't have a relationship. You have a religion. And religion, brothers and sisters, will hinder the move of God. Oh, that's a good spot for an amen right there. 
Religion. I've had people ask me many times, does your religion allow you to do this? Well, guess what? I always tell people I'm not religious, and they're like, "Aren't you pastor to church? What do you mean you ain't religious? I tell them I'm not religious. I say I'm not religious. I have a relationship. Amen. Amen. I have a relationship. I don't want to just get up and, 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 and say, okay, this is just my prayer time. And this is the only time of day I can read my Bible. Amen. Because that's not how it was in the beginning, Brother Carl. That's not how it was in the beginning. In the beginning, I ran well. I was running good. I was on fire. I loved doing the work of God. But somewhere along the lines, something got in the way, Brother Joel. Something hindered me. Something tripped me up. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it's complacency. Maybe it's laziness. Maybe it's spiritual laziness. Maybe I just got a little, hey, let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Getting comfortable can be your worst enemy when it comes to the things of God. Because when we get comfortable, guess what? Human beings, you know what we are? We're creatures of habit. And we like to get into these nice little ruts and we get comfortable and we find security there. Amen. And we get upset when somebody tries to move us out of that little rut. And so, Pastor, you're up there. You're telling me I need to pray outside of my prayer time? That's what I'm trying to say. You, you, you mean, Pastor, you need me to read something that's not on my bread list? And again, again, I'm not preaching against... I'm not preaching against the bread program. Hey man, that's a great program. And it blesses people and it adds to people. But what I'm saying is while you're reading down your bread chart, you need to not only be reading the bread, you need to be eating the bread. Oh, come on somebody. I said you not only need to be eating the bread, reading the bread, you got to be eating it. You need to be digesting it. Now, I, uh, <laughs> I mentioned, <clears throat> mentioned a little bit ago, I don't know if anybody paying attention, but like I said, we just had a presidential election. Now, maybe for some of you here today, maybe it went the way you wanted it to. My guess, just guessing, is that maybe for a lot of us it didn't. I don't know. I'm going to tell you this this morning. Politics has become the single greatest golden calf in the world right now. You say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? I mean that there are people right now that worship at the altar of their political party. They worship at the altar of their political candidate. Amen. Amen. There are a lot of people, and you don't have to look too far. I can open up my Facebook, my Facebook news feed. There are a lot of people that name the name of Christ. A lot of people that are churchgoers. Hey man, that have been sucked in to this snare. There are people that will post all day long on social media about politics and won't lift a finger to teach a Bible study. Won't lift a finger to save one's soul. Won't lift a finger to do the only 
everything that God has ordained us to do. They'll argue all day long. Hey man, they have memorized every political talking point of their party. Hey man, and couldn't tell one sinner how to be saved. But I can sure tell you about so-and-so's tax plan. And I can sure tell you about how good things are going to be under so-and-so. Pastor, you're saying that we shouldn't vote? We shouldn't get into politics? Oh no, I'm not saying that at all. I would encourage every one of us to vote, and quite frankly, I really don't care which way you do it. In case you hadn't noticed, I don't bring politics to this pulpit. Except to say that we don't need to get entangled. Hmm. Felt some resistance there. We don't need to get entangled with the affairs of this world. Because whether the election went the way you wanted it or whether it's not going the way you wanted it, hey man, we still have a mission. Hey man, it doesn't really matter who's in the White House. The gospel still has to be preached to every creature. The, 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 the church has to go forward. Hey man, you and I, we still have a mission. We have a city down the hill that we got to win. We have a city up the road that we have to win. Hey man, and wherever else God will give us dominion and authority. I'm telling you, we got to work while it's day. Doesn't really matter who's in power. Because they ain't really in power anyway. Brothers and sisters, it's time that we lay aside every weight of sin, everything that besets us, everything that keeps us from running. Hey man, it's time that we lay all of that stuff aside. Hey man, that not one of us in this church will become disqualified from this race. So I've come this morning, I've come to challenge this church. Amen. I told you I got up this morning, I went immediately to prayer. And I began to pray. And I begin to repent and I begin to ask God to forgive me. Brother Joel, I said, God, I know there's got to be times in my life that I was more passionate than I am now. There's got to be times in my life maybe that, that I was more fervent about the work of God than I am now. And I said, God, if you'll help me, if you'll help me see and mark everything that's hindered me, everything that slowed my progress, God, if you'll show it to me and then help me to get it out of the way. You hear me this morning, I've come to challenge this church. I've come to challenge you to examine yourself I've come to challenge you to examine your life right now and say yeah pastor you're right you're right, I see some things in my life. I see, I got, I've marked some things while you've been preaching. There's some things that the Holy Ghost has showed me. Amen. That, that's a hindrance. Oh, I look back at when I first started running this race. And I see how I was on fire. And I see how I had a zeal. Amen. But maybe right now that fire has just burned out to a glowing ember in your heart. So I challenge this church this morning. Mark the things that have hindered you and do something about it. I challenge you this morning, and you hear me today. You hear me today. Don't, don't just walk out of here and say, Pastor preached a pretty good one this morning. I'm serious. I'm challenging you today. I want you to take this serious. I am challenging you today. Examine your prayer life. 
I'm challenging you to ask yourself the question, has it become routine? Is it part of your daily checklist? Is your time of prayer more of an act than it is a moment of fellowship? I challenge you this morning before the Lord to go deeper. I'm challenging you this morning. I'm challenging you to get out of your comfort zone. I'm challenging you to do things that you have never done before. Hey man, get out of your comfort zone in prayer. Hey man, I, I challenge you, hey man, to, to pray a different time of day. Oh, but I challenge you to pray more than one time a day. Phew. Pastor, more than once. Daniel prayed three times a day. <laughs> and you know what it did for him? It kept him out of the lions, out of the mouth of the lions. I'm challenging you to do something that you have never done before. Pray at a different time. That doesn't mean you do away with the, the time that you would normally pray. But I'm challenging you to get out of your comfort zone. I'm challenging you to seek after God at a different time of the day. I'm challenging you to go deeper in the Word of God. I'm challenging you that when you, when you read the Word, that you pray and you say, God, help me to eat the Word. Help me to get this Word down in my heart. I want to digest it. I want this Word to become part of who I am. I'm challenging you, amen, to move past the things that have hindered you. You, uh, if you spend hours a night on your phone or with your face in a screen, I challenge you to put it away. I challenge you to put it away. I challenge you to find something that adds value to your life. Facebook don't add no value to your life. Instagram don't add no value to your life. If anything, right now, the only thing they're probably going to do is make you mad. I challenge you. Hey, man, find another time to read. Find another book. Hey, man, something that will build your faith. Something that will draw you closer to God. Hey, man, if you want a book, I have books. I have a whole library of books at my house. I'll bring you something if that's what you want. But find something that draws you closer to God. Hey man, mark that hindrance. Hey man, and do something that draws you closer to the Lord. Do something that makes you a more available vessel for God to use. How many understand this morning that God truly wants to use you? Brother Larry, God wants to use you at Owens Corning. Hey man, He wants you to be a powerful witness. Hey man, I want to see people lying in that pew when we can open all these pews up. I want to see people lying in that back pew of people that you invited from work. We have to work while it's day. Jesus said we have to work while it's day because the night is coming. You hear me this morning. It's not the will of God. It's not the will of God for you to be hindered. It's not the will of God for this church to be hindered. Hey, man, but I'm telling you right now, the one thing that's going to hinder this church is complacency. The one thing that's going to hinder this church is if we just get comfortable. 
Amen. But I'm telling you right now, if there was ever a time that we need to have a zeal for souls, if there was ever a time that we got to force ourselves out of our comfort zone, if there's ever been a time that we need to be honest with ourselves and say, I see the things that have hindered me. Amen. Oh, brothers and sisters, I don't want to stand before the Lord and have Him say, Oh, Bill Puckett, you ran so well. But something hindered you. You allowed the things of this world to get in the way. You allowed the comforts of your flesh to get in the way. You allowed all of the things that you wanted to get in the way. I know it's a lot more convenient to plop down on the couch or the love seat or the recliner after work and just get comfy and doze off. Amen. I know it's a lot more convenient to do that after a hard day's work than it is to pray. What, what did hinder you? You say, Pastor, you understand the times that we're living in? Times are wearing me out. Wearing me out. All this political stuff, all of this unrest. I understand, brothers and sisters, there is a spirit. There is a spirit working in the world right now. The Bible says that it will wear out the saints of the Most High. I understand. Emotionally, you're wore out. Spiritually, you're wore out. Physically, you're wore out. But we've got to press through. We have to mark those things that distract us, those things that hinder us. Those things, hey man, that prevent us, brothers and sisters, from being hungry for the things of God. We have a mission. This church has a mission. Amen. If you believe that we have a mission, say amen. We have a mission today. And it's the same mission that Jesus had when he walked the earth to seek and to save that which is lost. I don't know about you this morning, amen, but I got up this morning and I began to repent and I began to seek after God and I began to mark some things that have hindered me, amen, and I had to seek the face of God and I had to ask Him to forgive me because there are are some things and there have been some things that have hindered me, amen, amen. I'm asking this church this morning, I'm challenging this church this morning, don't just pray, pray until you're in His presence. I'm challenging this church this morning. I want you to get out of your comfort zone. If you'll do some things you've never done before, I promise you, you're going to get some things you never had. But you've got to get past those things that hinder you. Amen. I'm closing this morning. The Bible tells us this in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. This scripture starts with the most important word in your Bible. Let's all say it together. If. All right, Brother Braden, let's, let's me and you, let's read this together this morning. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal 
their land. Everything that God just said right there hinges on the first word. He said, if, if you'll humble yourself and pray. And not just pray, not just have a a, a checklist time of prayer. He said, but if you will actually pray and seek my face, that literally means seek the presence of God. If you will pray until there's nobody in the room but me and you. And then if you'll turn from your wicked ways, hey man, if you'll ask me to deliver you from the things that hinder you, if you'll repent of your sins, if you'll repent of those things that you know hold you back, he said, if you'll do that, he said, then I'll hear everything you pray. And not only will I hear, he said, I'll forgive your sins and then I'm going to heal your land. Brothers and sisters, you want to know how to make America great again? 2 Chronicles 7.14 If the people of God baptized in His name will humble themselves and pray, seek His face, turn from their wicked ways, He said, then He'll forgive your sins and then will He heal our land. You want to know why some people have been praying? Seeking God about some things, amen? But they never seem to to get any answer, they never seem to see anything happening, it's because we've been hindered. You want to know why some churches have a hard time praying people through to the Holy Ghost? Amen, it's because the body of Christ has been hindered. You want to know why we have vacant altars at altar service? Amen, it's because. Because We've been hindered. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. The Apostle Paul writes this. He tells Timothy, he says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now watch what he says right here. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of of this life. Amen. Brothers and sisters, when you become entangled, you become hindered. We need to get our eyes off of politics. We need to get our eyes off of all of the craziness in this world. And we need to get refocused on the mission of Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we've got to finish this race. Doesn't matter whether or not we come in first, second, or third. The only thing that matters, amen, is that we finish. And as your pastor this morning, I want us to finish together. Amen. I want us to finish together. Let's stand this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The word of the Lord has gone forth this morning. This altar's open. If you want to come and pray today, if there's anything you want to lay on this altar... Amen. If you want to come and seek God, this is what I want us to do this morning. Amen. I want us to pray. I want us to go before the Lord this morning, and I want us to pray. God, I want you to show me everything that has hindered me. I want you to show me, God. In the name of Jesus this morning, God. 
Would you lift your hands right now? Oh, would you lift your hands and just begin to pray? In the name of Jesus this morning, Holy Ghost, I pray right now, God, that you would show us, Lord. I pray right now, God, that you would bring to mind everything, Lord, that has hindered your people. God, I pray this morning that you would speak to every individual heart. God, for those, Lord, this morning that have ran well, but those that have been hindered, God, I pray in this house, God, that you would help us, Lord, to mark those things that hinder. God, I pray that you would open our understanding in the Holy Ghost right now, God. Open our eyes, I pray, to see those things that hinder. God, help us to mark those things. Amen. And begin to pray right now. God, deliver me. Deliver me, Lord, I pray, from those things that have hindered me. God, deliver me though from those things, God, that, that have kept me from running. Oh, God, I used to run so well. I used to be so excited about the things of God. I used to be so excited about the work of God. Oh, but I'm, I'm wore out, oh God. I need your strength today, God. Oh, deliver me, Lord, I pray, God, from the things that hinder me, Lord. Oh, God, I pray, rekindle that fire. Oh, would you pray for fire in your soul right now? God, rekindle the fire, Lord, in the name of Jesus in this church. I pray, God, God, for a rekindling, Lord, of the fire of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray for a rekindling, God, of the fires of revival. God, bring revival, I pray, God, into the body of Christ. God, I pray, mark and remove, Lord, everything that does hinder us. God, everything that keeps us from running well. Oh, God, I pray in the Holy Ghost, Lord, that you would challenge every heart and every spirit, God, in this place. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Oh, God, give us revelation here today. Oh, come on, brothers and sisters. You press into prayer right now. You press into prayer until God shows you something. You press into prayer until the Holy Ghost reveals something to you. Amen. Because God, God is trying to help us today. God is trying to mark those things that hinder. Come on, those things that are holding you back. Those things that are going to keep you from finishing the race. God is trying to show you right now. Oh, would you pray and press into the Holy Ghost right now? Amen. 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 God, help us this morning. God, help us this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I challenge this church this morning. I challenge us this morning. Come on, in this coming week, I want you to call out the names of backsliders. I want you to call out the names of those who once sat in these pews. Amen. Amen. I want you to get out of your comfort zone this week. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, if you'll do things that you've never done, if you'll pray at times you've never prayed, if you'll pray, Oh, if you'll pray, amen, outside of your prayer time. Oh, come on, the Holy Ghost is trying to get somebody 
somebody out of their rut right now. Oh, if you go to prayer at a different time. Oh, if you'll eat the words of the book. I'm telling you, God is going to do something through you. God is going to do something through your ministry. There's going to be backsliders that's going to come back into this church. There's going to be prodigals that are coming home. Oh, there's going to be lives that are going to be restored. Not through me, but through you. Through this church. Through the ministry of this church. Oh, yes, God. Oh, I know it feels a little uncomfortable right now. Oh, because the Holy Ghost is working in our hearts. Amen. I know it, it's a little uncomfortable right now. Amen. Because God has shown us some things. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost has marked some things. Amen. Because it's going to require some change. Amen. And we don't like change. Amen. We like to be comfortable. Amen. But I'm telling you right now, if there's ever a time, brothers and sisters, we need to be shaken. If there was ever a time we need to be shaken out of our comfort zone. If there's ever a time, amen, God, that we got to mark these things that hinder us. Amen, God, that, that this church can move forward. That God could use you as the vessel that He wants to right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now is the time. Right now is the time. Oh, God, help us today. Help us today. Help us today. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, help us today.